been a while since we've had some technical difficulties. Has it? Because it, <laughs> it feels like it's every time, Jordan. Jen signs in as me, so then I can't start the meeting. <laughs> and then and then I start the meeting and it kicks her out because it thinks the two of me are trying to log in at the same time. I know. I was I was on with her and then she just kicked me right off. I was like, what the hell? That's because I logged in. <laughs> oh, whatever. <laughs> Jen, we I was just gonna hey. give you a compliment and never mind. I was gonna say you're smarter than I thought. <laughs> But I take it back. Oh, Jen. Jen, Jen, Jen. Hey, hey, who fudged the pod time three times today? Was that me? <laughs> I, it was, was Elon it Musk. You? 10, 11, 12, 30. <laughs> yeah. Getting my car fixed has been a, a year in the making. It's just been a nightmare. And I told them, I said, I'm not taking this car back unless it's fixed. I go, I don't care how much it costs. I don't care what you do but I'm not taking it back. And they said, okay, we'll keep it for a week and see what we can do. I go, the goddamn car thinks I'm in Nebraska and it keeps putting the heat on. And I'm sure it's right that the heat should be on if I were in Nebraska. Nebraska. I mean, it's just Jordan's face. fucking robots taking over. Dude, speaking of robots, so I went to the Peter Gabriel concert last night and when we got out at midnight and there are so many throngs of autopilot driverless cars that they're testing. I mean, we saw like 10 of them in a 15 minute span. And I was like, am I in some sort of science fiction movie? Like they keep causing ups. traffic jams yeah. down in downtown Austin. It's and like ridiculous. people put cones on top of them. Cause apparently that confuses the robot. <laughs> I wouldn't, uh, I wouldn't want to test it out when a big crowd is. Yeah, right? being let out, you know. <laughs> yeah, because if it runs over pedestrians, whose fault is it? I mean, it can't be the riders. <laughs> Jordan and I went to the uh, U2 concert at the Sphere in Las Vegas, and we came out and we we're like, let's get an Uber. And then we decided, uh, probably everybody has that idea, and let's just walk. And sure enough, the Uber line, those people are still there yeah, waiting on their Ubers. We'd still be in Vegas. We would, (laughs) we would definitely, because we could see as we're walking away for hundreds of yards, we could see all the Uber cars lined up at at red lights trying to, and they're all honking constantly. I'm like, you know, that's not going to make it go faster. They were stuck. They were were so pissed. Yeah. But wasn't that an amazing uh, concert or just the pyrotechnics? Yeah. All the pyro. There wasn't really yeah. any pyro, but there was pyrotechnics, and it looked like they made it look like the dome was on fire, and yeah. it wasn't. It was pretty cool. Then they um, demolished the whole strip of Las Vegas and turned it into a desert. It was it was unbelievable. Uh, yeah, that was a cool part. How was Peter Gabriel, Jen? Did he shock the monkey? It Sledgehammer. Was, <laughs> he didn't shock the monkey up, but he did play Sledgehammer. And I got to say, I gave him an A for effort because he even tried a little thrusting, you know? Well, he's like, like 75 oh. years old, right? He, he is 75 years old. And the average age of the people at that concert was hilarious, Harry. Like, they were older than you. Some dude. Yeah. And there was an intermission. Was there an intermission at the U2 concert? No. I know. I was like, Peter Gabriel, I know you're English, but like, there's no intermission in a rock concert. <laughs> right. That's two guy. A well, guy two down for me was like, is this your first concert? <laughs> like, Are you? Fucking- oh, my God. Uh, well, you know- listen, 
<laughs> Thank you for being here on BeerNet Radio. This is the podcast where all your dreams come true. This is our Wednesday Warehouse segment, recorded on Thursday and released on Friday. So Sounds about right. Sounds about right. Sounds about up to par. I apologize for not posting one last week, but we were busy at the BI meeting and then the NBWA meeting, and we'll talk a little bit about that. But first, just wanted to touch on uh, our top stories this mm. week. Um, I guess probably the biggest story is AB offering phase two of their distributor. Uh, what's it called? Relief, Did, basically. Yeah. Yeah. Wholesaler Assistance. relief program, which extends a lot of the benefits uh, definitely through January. And then in February, those per cents relief that they announced last June go down. Uh, they get cut in half for February and then they get cut in half uh, and half again for March. Yeah. Credit will be extended um, through March. And then there's a new incentive plan that, you know, you, you take your share from last quarter, or compare it to your share this quarter and whatever share you've gained or what am I trying to, not last quarter, it's, it's whatever share you've lost since last year that you've gained back, you get paid for. So clearly they're trying to incent to get out of this negative 30% rut that Bud Light's been in since June and try and incent people to bump that up rather than paying them for being for having bad share. Right. <laughs> so that makes sense. That makes more right. sense, right? You, you know, you always you get what you incent for. Yeah. And uh, I think that's what the thinking was uh, behind that. And um, you know, Jen, um, you know, we've gotten in our email mm -hmm. a few responses, and a few of them, of course, are from people on the wholesaler panel who said it's the greatest thing since sliced bread, and it's wonderful. Um, what have you been hearing, Jen? Yeah, I mean, you know, the wholesaler panel guys say that, but then of course you have other wholesalers that say it's not enough, right? Especially when they're down, it only covers a tiny bit of their losses, and the fact that it's ratcheting down next year concerns them. But and I hear that, but on the other end, it's like, well, when is it going to be enough, right? Like when is when are AB wholesalers going to say? okay, you know what? I'm satisfied. I don't need to be, you know, subsidized anymore. Not to detract from their pain at all. I mean, this wasn't their doing, but, you know, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I'm sure there will be some tension there to come. The fuel for surcharge, I think fuel prices are probably going to go up mm -hmm. given what we're seeing in the Middle East right now. I'm no geopolitical scientist or anything, but that might be a bigger break than, than it has been for the fuel surcharge. And as far as the credit, that that's always a help, um, especially if you're when you're going into summer and you've got um, you're building up big inventories. You just don't want to lay out that cash, especially if it's not going to sell through as fast. I was going to say, going back to the um, switch to the market share incentive, isn't that kind of positive news for, or does it signal positive news for AB overall? I mean, to move from a trend performance incentive to a market share incentive. Doesn't that kind of mean like trends, positive trends are going to be easy to come by. Here's something that's a little yeah. more difficult. definitely. Yeah, definitely. Um, and I'm, yeah. I'm sure wholesalers aren't happy about that, but at least, Hey, there's light at the end of the tunnel. Clearly they see it. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure wholesalers would prefer to be paid 
on percent change trend starting <laughs> starting April. on about April 15th. Which is when it switches. Yeah. Yeah. This is exactly when it switches. So yeah, if you're looking at it from that point, from that point of view, you know, AV is, is paying on performance, not on the screw up that they uh, engender. (laughs) (laughs) So, so there are positive trends coming. Yeah. Yeah. There, well, yeah, there are positive. (laughs) I mean, there are better trends coming. It better be better starting in April. If it's not, then we got some problems. We got some problems, but you know, on the flip coin of that is, is Molson Coors also has some really tough comps heading their way in the latter part of April and really starting in May. And it'll be interesting to see how those reverse. I mean, they're, they're definitely going to be hard, but to what extent, are are they going to be down you know um because you know bush light is improving michael bolter is improving and the only one that's really not is bud light and, and we know michael and bush light can be bigger because they have been yeah. bud light i mean it was bigger but it was on a downward trend that right. nobody knew where it was going to stop so i i don't know if it'll grow again we'll see if Maybe they found their way to the bottom. All right. That would be the best case scenario. Yeah. It definitely put a dink in the, their momentum for McUltra. Um, all right. And then we've, what we've got here is we've got the Yinglings, the Yingling people. Now, first, we had Dick Yingling and Dave Castanelli. I, I'm not sure of what the point of that, of going on record with the New York Post was, yeah, I- except to... I mean, I, I think Dick is a sneaky good marketer yeah. and he knows that that will resonate in the heartland that, hey, we haven't gotten our fair share because of the institutional unfairness of the marketplace, you know, favoring others and AB yeah. especially. Yeah. Well, he's definitely still involved. He's on that forklift early in the morning to late at night is the, <laughs> is the, is the official line from everybody else at Yingling. Uh, who works That's one of the things I love about Dick, though. He doesn't give a fuck. Yeah. He will say what he wants. And most CEOs would not go up there and just say, we we need to capitalize more on other people's misery. <laughs> misery. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, but, you know, Dick's always been that way. He's always felt like he's been cheated out of shelf space and cheated out of distributor focus. And, and he's right. I mean, you know, if you're in a Miller house, if you're in, and then now if you're in a Constellation house, especially in an AB house, you're just not going to be in that top tier of focus for those guys, for better or worse. And um, it's just something he's always had to deal with. And, and um, AB and Yingling have always kind of had bad blood too, right? With Oh, yeah. Yeah. With them, um, AB denying their appointed wholesalers in new states. And so... Right. Yeah, Mississippi comes to mind. Yeah. Yeah, there's always been a big rivalry because Yingling is just goes right up, you know, Lager goes up right against Budweiser. Mm-hmm. I mean, you could you can plot Budweiser's decline and Yingling's rise in those markets that they're in pretty yeah. uh, closely, especially when they launch. When they launch a new state, you can just see the Budweiser share just drop immediately. Uh, you had a piece, Jen, uh, about them their strategies for building out their like, low calorie portfolio. Yeah. yeah. And it, was that, uh, was that an interview you did with, yeah. uh, with, with Pat um, or somebody? 
Yeah, Pat Pacunas, you know, GM of the Yingling JV, and then uh, Colin Callahan with actual Yingling. He's like their, you know, sales and marketing. And uh, it was really interesting. I mean, they're moving the needle in terms of, you know, the overall portion that light is of their business from like mid-teens to, you know, 20-something now this year. They're planning new marketing. They are seeing some shelf set gains, but they're trying to be very measured about how they say that, you know, they're like tempering the expectations. Like, well, we're going to be a couple of a few gainers. Well, of course you are. Um, But I was actually surprised that we didn't get more of a reaction when we broke the news that in the JV, they're bringing on the Milwaukee brewery to help fulfill demand. I think that's a pretty damn big deal because I don't think they know the upside of demand. They haven't even been able to scratch the surface of that. So I think that'll be really interesting to watch. That should come on by end of year. So Right. And that, I mean, that had to happen. I know that they were getting shorted by just being out of the Fort Miller's Fort Worth brewery. Uh, I think PAPS has dealt with the same issue uh, of not being able to produce enough out of that brewery. And then, you know, PAPS will be switching all of its production. When does that happen, Jordan? Uh, end of this year, I think. Yeah. To City Brewing. Right. Which they're tied up with. And so. Right. And City Brewing has long been the, I don't want to say brewery of last resort, but I mean, the brewery, <laughs> that's, that's a bad way of putting it because PAPS is growing. But what I meant is like, everybody ends up at City at some point. That, that I don't think I've ever seen a brewery change hands more times than. I'm talking about just the facility. Yeah. Um, different owners, different investors. You know, it's just it's perfectly situated to be a contract brewer as far as location, um, and it's a you know it's a decent brewery, and it's got space. So, all right. And so, uh, what else are we talking about today, Jennifer? Oh gosh, we're covering the uh, Mark Anthony Brand show. Bianca's down there, so we'll be uh, running that tomorrow. We told her all the things to definitely listen for, you know, White Claw and A, White <laughs> other Claw innovation, and a. what they're going to do with all that capacity. Uh, yeah. No, hey, Jen, have you gotten any packages yesterday or today? No. Why? Did you order me a large plant? Because I killed well, the last one. Well, so you please. know what? Just uh, folks at home, just check back next week. Oh, wait, and, I uh, did. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Hold on. Hold on. <laughs> no, you did yeah. It wasn't the package. Uh, well, you know what? It's coming today. Is it? Is it my chalada time, Neon? You might. Yeah, th- th- I'm not giving it, giving you any <laughs> indication. It, and th- you might have to sign for it. Okay. Oh, whoa! <laughs> How big is this thing? Um, you might want to clear some space. <laughs> Jenna, I, I see that table in your background. You might just want to yeah. sell that, or just not. Just put it outside. Yeah. Oh. Did you go to uh, ACL? Hell no. Oh no, we were in we were in we Vegas. Were, yeah, well, thankfully we missed it cause... Yeah. Well, oh. um speaking of Vegas, um you know, good show. I was glad to see that the the Joint Brew and uh, Alliance for Women in Beer conference. It looked like it was probably double in size from last year maybe. I don't know. Bigger. Yeah, it was it was definitely a little bigger and I think I think some people snuck in too cuz <laughs> Kim said 335, but that looked a little bit like like a little more, but I thought it turned out great. I was very pleased. So, well, I gotta say, well done on your panel. I think you probably had the biggest heavyweight panel, and, and I don't know how you 
you got in. got Maggie to sing, and then yes. Tracy was not going to sing, but Maggie sang. So Tracy felt compelled <laughs> to sing. It was fantastic. Getting Tracy Trubal, Jubart, yeah. to sing that Jubert, that was a that was something else, Jen. I mean, it's such she's very distinguished, and yes. just to have her belt. Which song did she belt I out? I think it was "I'm Walking on Sunshine." I'm walking Wait. on sunshine. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. No, that was good. And a lot of, and like I said, I think I noted in the newsletter that, you know, the, the advice they give was good for everybody. Yeah. And kind of this, the kind of stuff I wished I had known when I was younger. And, and I also learned things that I just didn't know today, even at, at the advanced age that I am. So <laughs> old enough stuff. to go to a Peter Gabriel concert. <laughs> <laughs> God, Peter Gabriel. I can't believe he's still touring. And he Where, wears the same thing every time. It's like this button-down tunic with these like jester <laughs> sleeves. I don't know. Jester sleeves. <laughs> That's very 90s. Was uh, it at the Moody Center? Yeah. Yeah. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah. That's cool. All right. And Jordan, where are you going this weekend that you're taking tomorrow off? And who who approved this? Jen, you approved Jordan to have a day off? Poor Jordan, yes. <laughs> it's uh it's my sister's wedding, Harry. So <laughs> just this little uh, thing. Yeah. Okay, I guess that's all right. I need to be there. I have a big speech to give tonight. And then um the wedding is actually Sunday or Saturday. And uh Lenny will be the flower girl. Yeah. We're working oh. with her. She's she needs a little little more instruction, uh, a couple more run-throughs. She's just dumping all the flowers out right it's now. Really cute. I hope she doesn't embarrass the entire family. Tell <sighs> her that I said that this is, you're, you need to buck up. Quit acting your age. She's leaving if she doesn't do it right. I mean, yeah. She's out of there. <laughs> out of there. <laughs> no, I saw, Jordan showed me a video. <laughs> Leslie's like, okay, now, you know, throw out the flowers or what did she say? And, and yeah, Lenny just goes, boop. <laughs> so just, but that she's incredibly smart that was the most efficient effective way to yeah. do what was asked of her task completed yeah that's great she's adorable. she is so cute like she, she is, is cute. a cute baby yeah baby. i don't really even like babies but i like that one so all right well i'm just glad that we have a couple of weeks without travel or at least I do. I don't know if y'all do, but um, my next travel is, oh, I, I meant to tell you, I went to ask you guys, I cannot go to Benj's conference this year. I'm going to be in Miami. So I'm going to need somebody probably to go cover it. Yeah, I'll be uh, in Miami with um, Comil mm -hmm. and Jeffries for a conference there. And then I'm flying directly from there to Las Vegas go to the F1 race. Oh, yay. And then I'll be home, hopefully through the end of the year. And because we're, we're only about nine or 10 weeks away from the Beer, Wine and Spirits Summit. And I think our lineup is fantastic this year. It's always good, but we've got some really good, check out the schedule at beernet.com if you haven't already. It's pretty damn good. And you'll see that we've changed it around a little bit in that the way we have it now, you can attend both the beer and the wine and spirit summits and still get out a day 
early, a night, well, cutting off a night that you would typically have to stay at the hotel. So it starts Sunday afternoon. We're going to have an afternoon session for beer, and then we'll have a morning session for beer. Then we'll break for lunch. And then the wine and spirits part of the conference starts and then have half a day of wine and spirits and then half a day on Tuesday in the morning for wine and spirits. And then we just break and you can catch your flight and go home. So it makes it a lot easier for people to attend both conferences because increasingly people do attend both because as we've been reporting, the lines are blurring between the there really is no separate industry as much anymore. So, uh, you know, if you're thinking about getting into wine and spirits or you already are and you want to learn more or vice versa, it's a bargain, I think, to go to it's two conferences in one. You get a discount for going to both and you don't have to stay that extra night. So we're, you know, we're giving you more information while spending less money. How, what, what is, the, what, what's bad about that? Anyone? Nothing. Nothing. I'm glad that y'all didn't say anything. I'm glad you didn't point out anything that you might have thought was wrong with it, because there isn't anything. What about breakfast, Terry? Is breakfast going to be good? <laughs> if Petronio's there, then we're going to have a hot breakfast. <laughs> but if, it, if I don't see him on the rolls, we're going to muffins and coffee. <laughs> tacos. Tacos. That wouldn't be bad. We're making our own tacos to save money. I'm just I kidding. Would, I, I wouldn't mind making the tacos. <laughs> I bet you wouldn't. It's but, uh, a lot of time. It's, it's always a lot of time with you, Jen. Jeez. Tacos. Lots of times. Um, Jen's we... a lot of times. <laughs> and uh, while you're on the summit, um, we do have a great lineup, and we just added Kyle Norrington. So I think ah, it was pretty important. Kyle Nor Norrington, Chief Sales Officer at Anheuser-Busch. Chief That's great. Officer. Yeah. yeah, or CCO. cheap commercial. Yeah, right. Okay. Well, and he's the one that kind of he was at least the public lead on the the wholesaler recovery plan. Mm -hmm. um, so that'll be good to get him up there. All right, go to beernet.com. You know where to go, or just call Jessica two one zero eight zero five eight zero zero six. Yep. That's two one zero eight zero five. 8006. If she doesn't answer, leave a message. She will call you back. All right, guys. Well, listen, if I don't talk to you, have a great weekend. Jordan, good luck on your quote unquote speech. I believe it's called a toast in most circles. Um, don't forget to raise your glass at the end of it. And wish if I don't talk to your sister before then, which I can't imagine I will. Be sure and tell her congratulations from all of us here at Shoe Pubs. Will you do that for us? I'll pass that along. Thank you. All right, bud. All right. Y'all take care. Have a good one.